0: Welcome to today's Conduit podcast. As a reminder, Conduit is a tribe of small business owners and leaders who desire to get better by learning and growing together. My name is Jerry Bierman, owner-operator of Learning Glass. Today we have Rick Meyer, owner-operator of Meyer Brothers and Sons. Good morning, Rick.
1: Good morning, Jerry.
0: So We all live in this world of um, on-the-job training. And, um, man, it's hard. So as you're, as you start to think about on the job training, um, besides the hard work involved in that, what are, what are some of the first few thoughts that come to mind? Well, it's, it's a very, um, obviously it's
1: an integral part of, of any company. I think specifically in the trades, it's, it's even more of a, primary source of training for um for the employees and so for us it's the challenge as you as you know is, is finding the right people that will train others um because it's not it's not something that um most people are naturally good at and desire to accomplish and it sometimes feels like it takes someone who's willing to stop production which is hard again in the trades because it's it's um uh, feel like our our guys and gals are are made they they're driven um to produce and get things done and um work with their hands and so for them to pause and and decrease their efficiency in order to
0: help train other people is is difficult but obviously essential yeah that's good you know i just made a note of this um and i you know anyway just you prompted a, a thought that like there's two parts to on-the-job training. One is the person that's providing the training. And then the other part is the train the, the trainee and the trainer, I guess, would be the way to say it. And so, like, it takes a skill. It takes, to, to be good at it, it takes skills on both ends, right? Like the trainer needs uh-huh. to be intentional. And the trainee needs to be receptive and intentional as well. And that's some definitely some of the tension there. I agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. And to your point, you need to have someone who's willing um, to learn and to grow. And and sometimes younger people of this generation aren't in that position. Um, so yeah, it takes a humble heart on at both ends to to be able to really grow and and uh, learn while on the job.
0: Yeah. While, while live bullets are flying. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's the, 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 you know, the one of the disturbing pieces to this is that I've got to take a new guy and his on the job training is at your customer's job site. Oh, right. So which if I told you that, um, or I told your whoever your lead is at the job site and I and I said, Hey, this is Joe's first day on the you've got a Joe, so that's not fair. Um, <laughs> this, this is this is Bob's first day on the job, or this is Sam's first day on the job, and um or his second day on the job and and he's going through training. And so we have a lead installer at your job site, and then when we have somebody that's in training at your job site, that can be disconcerting, right? Nobody wants, I want the most experienced guys at my house. And so mm-hmm. working on my house. So there's, um, there's tension there. And it and it could be, Bob could be a guy that has been a finished carpenter for 25 years, but he's new to your organization. He's new to right. the way you do things. And so you've got to, you know, you've got to do on the job the training that this is the way we do it at Meyer Brothers and Sons.
1: Yeah. And then also yeah. uh, to that point, clients, it's not really fun to, you know, client talks to, a, you know, one of our guys, Hey, you know, nice to meet you. How long you been with the company? Oh, it was my first day. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's exactly. always, uh, always a little bit of a deflation there, but yeah, to your point, it's necessary. So how do you do it well and, and um, make sure everybody's on board with what that looks like?
0: hmm yeah yeah what are some of the 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 successes that you've seen over the years what are some of the characteristics of the and this you know could be finished carpenter could be an architect in your case what are what are some of the characteristics of somebody that is a good that provides good on-the-job training Provides or receives well pick
1: one i probably will hit both of them yeah well so i'm i mean i'm rolling through the guys in my head right now and in our field and and those i feel like are good trainers and those that are not so for example uh we got one guy um he's the oldest employee that we have working in the field and um not to plan a generational um statistics or anything but he's like you know it's not my job to babysit these young kids I'm like, well, you're not babysitting. You're helping, you know, teach everything. Like, nope, it's babysitting. And so it's just kind of a direct refusal on his part. Um, and then we have another guy who's much more um, patient and willing and interested in helping our younger people that are coming on board our organization to 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 learn and to grow. And so I feel like um, someone who's who sees a bigger picture, I think what makes a good trainer who understands that. In order for someone to be a good part of the team, it takes time, it takes energy, it takes effort, it takes intentionality, it takes patience. Uh, people come in uh, with all different skill levels, and sometimes you don't know their skill level until they're on the job doing the skill. And so, and we've had that. We're, you know, we've we've hired a guy in hopes of you know bringing him up as an apprentice carpenter and carpenter, and a couple weeks in we realized like he ain't got it. So, you know that that's not happening. So, okay, next guy comes in, and so it it can be tiring um, for our people in the field to continue to receive these people and have to teach them and hope that they stick
0: around. Yeah, gosh, yeah, it's really interesting. If you you know if you all of us as leaders and owners in the in the in the trades would say, hey, we've got a massive labor shortage we got a massive skill gap shortage, right? There's two, there's two, there seems to be two pieces to this as I'm experiencing. One is the, generally speaking, the labor shortage. And then once you get labor, right, you got somebody that wants wants to learn it, then you've got a massive skill gap. Mm -hmm. So as we're all lamenting of the challenge, will we all, how many of us, How many of us will um, embrace the reality that um, the the skill labor gap is going to be solved in our companies primarily through on-the-job training to some degree, right? If you poach a guy that's got 10 years experience, either you poach him you poach them directly or indirectly. I know that's probably a negative word, but somebody's frustrated with their current company and they, they want to work for your company because it's a, they think it's going to be a healthier environment, better opportunity for them, but they've got some skill. Their gap is to learn how Meyer brothers and sons roles. So there's on the job training there, but it's might not be the, the craft, the mitering, the, crown molding craft, he's got, <clears throat> excuse me, he's got down or she's got down, but the um, company culture, how you guys roll, customer service would be the on the job training. A a different scenario, which is the the world I live in is they don't know how to do the crown molding either. So we've got to, uh-huh. we got to indoctrinate them into our culture. So there's on the job training of this is the way we roll at a learning glass or you know in our enterprise and then here's how you do the craft and so um our efficiency is going to be are we're going to be slower i mean the, you you yeah. you mentioned it i think in the first minute uh, that we that we started today rick as you said hey it's it slows down production and so that's the other reality i i think the i think <laughs> I think for us leaders to face the reality is that our production is going to be um, slower. That's the reality. We're not going to be able to produce the same volume. Yeah. And I'll go, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and you can't compromise the quality. Like you're expecting the best in class. We're providing, we provide the best products and best products we're aware of on the market. We provide the best products and we want to provide the best service and the best client experience. And so we can't compromise the quality that the, the, the quality in our world is permission to play. Like you can't, you can't, you can't produce an inferior product. Um, So I'm not asking the market to um, be flexible with that. That's, you know we're we want to provide the highest quality product that you can get however we would be saying hey our production's going to be slower when we're training guys
1: which is h- tough because in our situation we've given clients schedules that you know we need mm-hmm. to we need to keep so there's a, there's a lot of challenges as we're discovering to on the job training but there's really no I feel like it's the best way to train up employees and to introduce them to your culture because I feel like it's not just a skill issue, it's also a cultural issue. And so how have things been done? And then what things do we wanna perpetuate? And what things maybe do we not wanna perpetuate?
0: Mm -hmm. Would you say that, think 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 of all of our friends or acquaintances within our niche of trades, Would you say that many of the leaders or owners would say, I just don't know how to train people? Do you think that would be a common statement? I think it would be a common
1: belief, whether or not they would admit it um, is one thing. But I do feel like that would be a a common belief for sure.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And if you said, hey, how uncomfortable is it for you to do on the job training? Do you think the majority of them would say, I think it's very uncomfortable, very difficult. Yeah, it's tough. And yet, and of course, I've, you know, I've been working on this for a couple of days. So um, I I started thinking about, gosh, what, what isn't on the job training? Like I I got married, but I didn't get a degree in marriage before I got married. (laughs) I had kids without an instruction manual. And so like in so many areas of our life, right? I I took up running, I don't know, 25 years ago. Um, I took up swimming last January. Like there's so many, so many other areas of, of our life. It's commonplace that to be on the job training, right? My, my, my relationship with my kids is changing as they're as I'm an empty nester, praise the Lord. Right. But, but, but I've got on-the-job training as it relates to my parenting now. I'm I'm coaching my kids differently now. And so in other areas, it's very common and it's very accepted. We don't call it on-the-job training, but in essence, that's what's happening, right? Um, and yet when we bring it into the marketplace, it's like we forget that we're doing that in every other area of our life or we need to be doing that in every other area of our life.
1: yeah. Which is which is a good point and just brings up the bigger idea of, of we all um are hopefully learning and growing together and mm-hmm. in in a you know, and I think you brought up good points of, of how that even parenting looks one way when your kids are in diapers and looks them a whole different way when they moved out of the house and making decisions on their own. So being able to adapt to those changing
0: conditions,
1: um, I think is is imperative both as on it for an individual and in a business.
0: Yeah. And I would imagine if you are, if you and I, let's just talk about you and I for a second, Rick, <laughs> if you and I in said, you, if you and I said, Hey, um, I want to get better. Um, I want my marriage to be better. Um, then there's, there's intentional things that I would be doing to try to make it better. Right. Uh, If I want to have a better Mm -hmm. relationship with my kids, there's specific things I would be doing. Um, And so when you bring it into the marketplace and you look at your team, um, even, even somebody that's got 30 years experience, what training might you provide them that would make, that would help make them better at their craft and, or them better as a teammate. And, Mm. Those are the again the the that that word intentionality. Um, I guess self awareness seems to be very important here, um, mm-hmm. and and intentionality seems to be obviously very important for on the job training. Um, and depending on, um, you know, if you take somebody if you take somebody to, new to your staff. And they don't have the craft skills yet and they don't have the company culture um, understanding yet for you to realize this is going to take a while Uh, like this is going to be quite an investment physically mentally emotionally this is going to be quite an investment of time and energy and you know how this works sometimes for us is we actually train a guy i've got this situation going on right now you train them for six months where they get pretty good and they're, they're good. You know, they, they've been trained in the company culture, they've been trained on the skill. And then there's another opportunity that presents itself uh-huh. and, and they move on. And so one of the things that you, that I have to tell myself is, well, um, we, we alluring the, the learning team learned um, as we were engaged with this young man in trying to be intentional um, in his development, we learned some stuff that we're going to be able to utilize for the next guy, right? The next, the, the next person that we're trying to train. And I think that's, that uh, expenditure of energy um, probably is one of the factors that prevents many of our friends from even considering scaling their business. Um, hmm, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, I agree. We uh, we brought a gal to the office and uh, trained her for close to a year, and she ended up leaving. and It's it is it's tough to invest with to end with someone, and it's hard. It's hard to pause what you're doing. I'm thinking about my own day to day, and with her in there, and it's hard as to pause and say, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. take additional time. I'm going to do something that I could do in half the time and I'm going to double it by teaching you then having you do it and then me reviewing it. Yep. So it's, it's, it's not easy um, to do it. But um, if you, if you have, if you want any hope of replicating yourself and growing, then you have to do it. And for someone who doesn't want to grow or replicate themselves, then, you know, <laughs> then you don't have to do that. And you just, you can be content with, with the size you are.
0: Yep, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Yeah, it's, it's, and I think that's one of the, one of the reasons that, um, that our friends, some of our friends will say, you know what, the size of my business is perfectly fine. I don't, you know, unless somebody gets hurt or somebody quits, um, you know, the, the on the job training for many of our friends is, only happens when they need to to replace right somebody. And I think I think a lot of our friends look at, at scaling their business or not scaling their business predicated on the amount of time and energy it takes to train somebody. Exactly. So yeah, it's hard. I mean it's just a it's just a really it's it's a really it's a really difficult, um, skill to keep going. You know, one of the things that we, one of the other things we talk about Rick a lot of times is that, you know, things that you don't do frequently, you're not very good at. Right. So if I go to, if I go to run twice a year, I'm not going to be very good at it. If I go to hire somebody twice a year, I'm not going to be very good at it. If I try to train somebody twice a year, I'm not going to be very good at it. So yeah, um, So recognizing that you're doing something that you're not very good at is going to take a lot of um, time and it's going to take a lot of energy. And so Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we, we, you become, you're very good at setting expectations for clients. So I think that's probably a good reminder for us today is that when you're going to um engage in on-the-job training um to set those expectations that this is going to take this is going to take 90 days or this is going to take six months or this is going to take a year um and i think the other talk that is helpful rick is to say um if this doesn't work out for this person then the next person i'm going to have um you know, I have developed some tools in training them um, that I got to take into the next uh, engagement as well, and I think that helps with my sanity anyway.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, and you got to be tirelessly committed to the vision of growing your business, and that's just got to got to keep at it if that's what you want to do. So it's, and we get to encourage each other and along the way and give tips and hopefully make it a little less painful.
0: Absolutely that that's a good summary right there is that and and I've had this conversation with other owners is to say, you know, when it doesn't work out, you have to decide is that vision still worth pursuing. Right. Yeah. Do you you want to build a business that you are working on it instead of in it. Is that the goal. And if that's not the Uh goal. Again, setting those expectations to our, we're going to see our friend Don Patton in a few minutes. Um, Don does not want, he's winding down anyway, but he does not want employees, so his vision, the vision for his company is not to scale and have employees, so um, so he's made that choice. For, the, for some of us that have, have the vision of scaling and having employees, then we got to figure out um, mm-hmm. how to best to uh, do on-the-job training. We probably, yeah. and, and, and I'm going to say this is, is before I hop, is we probably are not doing a very good job. Those of us that are doing training, we're probably not doing a very good, I'm probably not doing a very good job of sharing with you, um, like the friction, the constraints, the challenges. Um, I'm, I'm I'm facing them every day, but I'm probably not sharing those. And I think that would be helpful. So let me, let me ponder. I agree. That. Yeah, let me ponder that. That's good. All right, Rick. Good as always. Yep. Got to hop.